Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hey guys, welcome back to the to the podcast, to the show. This is the Chicago Bears talk um, that I've been avoiding. Um, the Bears played on Monday night. Um, I think it would have been November 16th. They played the Minnesota Vikings. The Bears lost 19 to 13. They are now five and five. They were five and one at one point. Our offense stinks. Our defense is doing what they can. But there's only so much a defense can do. A lot of this I'm gonna be repeating myself. And I apologize. Anybody, I don't think of this gets a lot of listens, and I do not care. This is kind of a recap versus the Vikings, but this is kind of me being done with the Bears and what's going on. And how in the world can we fix it? I don't know what the answer is. That's not what they pay me for, but we'll talk about the Vikings game. Defense did what they could. You haul a team to 19 points, that's what you need to do. Matt Nagy gave up play calling for this game, and it did not change anything. And... So the question now becomes, did Matt Nagy give up play calling to prove a point? To say, oh, it's not me. It can't be me. It can't be what I'm doing. Look, we had someone else call plays. And look, the same thing happened. So was it a point? He did say it wasn't going to be permanent. It's something to think about. I don't know if he would ever do something like that, but that's exactly what it looks like. Is he trying to make a point? Um, our offense. Now, Nick Foles did get hurt in the fourth quarter at the end. I don't think it's anything serious. I don't think they said he could play um, the next game. I think they have the bye week, which they need. But, you know, Kirk Cousins never won a Monday night football game. <clears throat> So, of course, it would happen to my Chicago Bears. Nick Foles was 15 of 26 for 100 and whopping six yards and one interception. 
it's rough. Now, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, I know our defense only held them to 19 points. But Kirk Cousins was 25 of 36, 292 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. That looks like pretty good numbers to me. So the Bears, their defense is kind of, I think, saying, okay, we're going to bend a little bit, but not break. So they bent, but they didn't break, which is pretty good, I suppose. Um, I said it from day one. They talked about on, on air how the Bears are trying to run the ball, and they don't like how they're trying to run the ball. They need to just... Um, stick to what they're doing, and I'm sitting there saying, you know, stick to, what do you mean, what are they doing? They're not doing anything. Uh, they're not getting anything done. Uh, trying to, You need to run the ball. That's what this Bears team is built on, to run the ball. So rushing, we had a whopping 41 yards of rush offense and a whopping 124 of passing. The defense, our defense gave up 99 rush yards, which is okay, but gave up 292 yards of passing. So, kudos to the Vikings for being nutty gutty. Um, Adam, the wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, had two touchdown catches. He only had. 43 yards, we had the two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson had 135 yards, so he played pretty well. Kyle Rudolph had the four catches for 63 yards. Dalvin Cook had 30 carries for 96 yards. He had 3.2 yards, so he got the ball a lot. So when you look at the numbers, yes, the Bears defense gave up a lot. But you're only giving up 19 points, and for being on the field all the time, is there's something to be said about you're only giving up 19 points to those numbers. So, I mean, kudos to them. You know, our defense, I feel really bad for. They're on the field all the time. And I talked to a coach the other day or recently, and they're not getting younger. You know, this defense was really, really good for years. Then A lot of these guys weren't here last year or the year before, but they are here from 2018 and 2019. 2018, they were really good. 2019. They were still pretty good. They just didn't have the the the, uh, the takeaways that we're all used to and all that good stuff. So this defense is not is not getting any younger. This is a Super Bowl getting to the NFC Championship <clears throat> type of defense. But as this continues, it is not going to go well. They are st- going to start up giving a lot of points. Injuries are about to happen when you're on the field that much. And I've said this from the get-go. I'm not looking for the Bears to score 45 points a game. That'd be really nice. It'd be really nice to see them score 28 points and maybe give up 19. But you're on the field more than the defense. So when they talk about trying to force to run the ball, we have to be able to run the football. We have to get creative. But when you change your play calling halfway through your play caller, they're going to call the game a little differently than what Matt Nagy did. Whoever it was. So... Not saying it was funny. I don't want Nick Foles to get hurt. And I, I've said this from the get-go. <clears throat> I called for Nick Foles game one against the Detroit Lions. Um, 
just the way things were looking. I said, get him in there. I've taken a step back saying, maybe it's not the players. There's no bad, bad, bad players in the NFL. They're in the NFL for a reason. You need to call plays to put them in the position to be successful. And I said this from the get-go. The offense was built around Mitchell Trubisky with all these tight ends. And you're trying to get these fast wide receivers and these playmakers and to be able to run the football and play action and roll out. Then you got Nick Foles who can't do a lot of those things. You got Nick Foles that could manage. But it's very stagnant offense. And I know the Bears are made for defense. but we need some type of offense. We need some type of offense. Now, Minnesota is built on defense. They have a good defense of their own. So, I mean, I could be sitting here saying this, but this is the type of stuff we've been seeing all year from the Chicago Bears. And in the fourth quarter, Nick Foles tried to throw the ball away while he was getting hit. Did something to his hip. I think they said it's not too serious. He could still come back and play. So that's good for him. And I'm not trying to say this was funny. Part of me was like, oh, put Mitch back in. Well, he was hurt too. So we had Tyler Bray. He was one of five for 18 yards. But it was at the end of the game when they had less than a minute, I think, to try to come back and win. Um, And it looked like he could be the starting quarterback. I don't know if Nick Foles, if he really is healthy, is he going to start? If Mitchell is healthy, do they go back? And we said this, I said this, and a lot of people have said this from the get-go. Is it too late to go back to Mitchell Trubisky? Is it too late because you've already kind of done the damage? And at first I said, yeah, I think it's too late. But if Nick's injury, they're saying it's not bad, but you don't know what's going to happen in a week, what he feels like. So if it's bad enough, I think they were talking about it. They said that um, Mitchell and Nick Foles have a good relationship. They have this awesome relationship. They help each other. They don't hate each other. They're not talking bad about each other. They're not rooting for the other person to really fail. And so I think if they decide to go back to Mitch, I don't think that's going to be, I don't think for that situation, for the quarterback perspective of, um, if they're going to have a, a problem, it might be coaching staff. And so I think that if Mitchell is healthy and Nick is hurting a little bit, do you go back? I don't know. Do you give him one more shot? Um, you give Nick Foles another shot. I mean, it's possible. Uh, it just kind of depends on how he feels here. They do get the uh, bye week. They don't play again till November 29th, and that's against the Packers at the Packers. And so that's where this becomes an issue because the Packers are a rival. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers has owned the Chicago Bears his whole career. And so that's where it becomes where who's going to give you the best situation to win. And I don't think either one. But we have the players. We have certain things. Now we're a little short on the running back side. So maybe that's where not run the football. But you have guys that you're making run the ball. You do. You got to, you know, Coach Mackey, shout out. If you ever listen to this, which you may not because it's about the Bears, get weird. Go back to what we were doing in 2018 and blah, blah, blah. I've said it from the get-go. So now we're, I'm kind of done with the Bears. I'm an Illinois fan, University of Illinois football that I'm done with. And then I'm also a Chicago Bears fan that I'm starting to become done with. And, you know, I can sit here and talk about play calling and this and that, which I think I can be. Sometimes I think Nick Foles should be the offensive coordinator. At times they go no huddle and up-tempo. He's checking plays and he is, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, 
you know, we beat the Lions, beat the Giants, beat the Falcons, and we lose a close one to the Colts, beat Tampa Bay, then we beat the Carolina Panthers, and then we just on this bad, bad strain of the Rams, Saints, Titans, Vikings. Now, those are tough games, but man, you have a Super Bowl caliber defense and an offense that couldn't beat, compete with Alabama, couldn't score on Alabama, probably. I don't get it. You have a Super Bowl winning quarterback in Nick Foles. You should be able to do things he can do. When Mitch was in there, you should be able to do what he wants to do. So it's very frustrating. And I was trying to get benefit of the doubt because they're NFL players, they're NFL coaches. They know way more than I do. And probably a lot of people listening, they know more than we do. But looking at it from a fan side, a coach's side, it, it, we're done. We're done. You have athletes on the offensive side of the ball. You have an Andy Reid disciple where it's just not going that well. You you give up play calling, which fine, a lot of people were calling for that, but I also said don't do that because now you're causing more problems. Like you want to be more hands-on and just give advice. You know how hard it is to give up play calling and start to give advice. You're, you're going to get itchy. You're going to start doing this. If you're going to be hands-off, you need to be hands-off and look at both things. You need to be looking at the defense and the offense, which I'm not saying Matt Nagy doesn't do that, but you need to be looking at everything, not just offense. Don't just back up on the defense and say, I'm just going to focus on the offense. No, 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 no. That's not how this works. You're the head coach. You're the CEO. That's not how this works. So they don't play again until November 29th against the Packers. So I don't know. I don't know um, if you go back to Nick Foles, you have this time off. Does he get healthy? Do you just say, screw it, we're going to go with Ty- Tyler Bray? I have no idea. Um, I don't know if that's the right answer. I don't know if, I don't think that's the way to go about it. But our offense stinks at the end of the day. Our offensive line, I don't even know who they are anymore. We've had so many rotations, so many injuries, so many people moving around, trying to put defensive linemen guys playing. It's just a dumpster fire. And I was all for Matt Nagy coming in. I thought it was a decent hire. I thought that they would do well, and they did 2018. And then I know last year, I think we went 8-8 eight and eight or whatever it was. I don't even care at this point. Um, so, like, right here, our offense stinks. We averaged scoring 19.1 points a game. 20 touchdowns this year. Kudos to our defense. has only given up 19. And they only give up about 20.9 points. Pretty good. For an offense that stinks. I don't even want to go through the rest of this because it makes me so mad. We only have 782 rush yards. The people we've played, the teams we've played combined have 1,151. We've only had 217 rush attempts while other teams have 287. We only get 3.6 yards of rush. Shall I go on, Chicago Bears fans? It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And if this continues, COVID year or not, it's not going to go well. 
looking at the rest of their schedule, they play Green Bay, and they're not going to beat Green Bay, so we're moving on. We played Detroit. Now, we walked out of there by the skin of our teeth because um, I cannot remember the Detroit receiver's name. He dropped the ball. Should have won. That one we could win, but the way we're playing, we may not. Um, but that's a game I guess we could win, I guess. Then we play Houston. Another toss-up. I'm not sure. It just kind of depends. Play Minnesota again. We probably won't beat them. Play Jacksonville. If Gardner Minshew is healthy, we do, we may not win. He'll keep him in the game. Like I said, our defense is always why we're going to stay in these games. But at the same time, our defense is going to start getting tired. And then we play Green Bay again. And we're not beating Green Bay. It's Isn't it crazy we have uh, six games left? Only six. This has gone by pretty quick with all the turmoil of COVID and, and everything. It's pretty amazing that we're already at this point. Um, it's crazy. So we may not win another game if one, maybe two. So we'll sit at seven wins. So then the question becomes, does Matt Nagy and that coaching staff keep their jobs? And they even talk about Ryan Pace losing his job. And I don't like talking about people losing their jobs and this and that, but at the end of the day, something needs to happen. So if Matt Nagy does keep his job, does he go back to play calling? I, I think he just needs to be a head coach. You're not Andy Reid. Coach Nathan West, again, he's, you can have the ingredients and you can have the kitchen, but you don't have the chef, so you're not going to get the same thing. I'm not going to go into a restaurant and try to make my own thing when I don't, like, it's not going to happen. So you think you have this guy from Andy Reid's coaching tree. It's not going to work. You're not Andy Reid. Don't sit there and tell me that he's not calling plays in Kansas City. He is. I don't care what anybody says. They can give the OC title, whatever. We gave the OC title away this year, but Matt Nagy was still calling plays. So I never want to hear that Andy Reid's not calling plays. He His fingerprints all over the offense. That's how they won the Super Bowl. He's good at what he does. I think if Matt Nagy keeps his job, he needs to really just step back and say, okay, I'm going to help coach. I'm going to give suggestions. I'm going to help game plan. I'm going to work with whatever quarterback we have. And I'm going to let another coach call things and get their identity on it. As long as they stay within a realm of what I want what, what, what he wants to accomplish. Defense, they have to make sure they have backups because they're getting older. You can't expect the defense to do this all the rest of the year, and you can't expect the defense to do it again next year. It's not going to happen. I also sit here and think in the draft, we need some offensive freaking linemen, number one. So in the draft, if I swear on everything, unless there's this quarterback that is the top-notch quarterback that's going to change our life. If we got Trevor Lawrence or something, I have no idea. But I swear on everything, if I don't see some offensive linemen in the free agency, trading, drafting some offensive linemen, I live close to the city. I live about an hour. I'm driving up to the city, and me and Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are going to have a conversation. You're going to listen to this dumb high school football coach and say, you need some offensive linemen, you dumb, you know, and get it done. We need some offensive linemen now. Do I think Matt Nagy is going to keep his job? No. I think he's done. I don't think it's going to happen during the season. But it also depends how we play. It depends on how things go. If we win eight to nine games for some reason, I think he keeps his job for one more year, but it may even be a half a year depending on how it goes. But I think at the end of the year, he might be done. Um, then the question becomes, who do you hire and these coaches just keep getting recycled and recycled. So I kind of don't want to go get a coach that's fired this year already. I don't think they need to go find a coach that 
just doesn't have the success, but I think you have to take a chance. So sitting here going, who are you going to hire? I think that you could pull away some coordinators from these teams that are winning. Look at Kansas City. You can go pull a coach from there. I would say go get like a Jeff Daniels or whatever, or Coach Daniels, I probably said his name wrong, from the Patriots. But people from Coach Belichick's tree, coaching tree, do, do not do well. Um, so I think you need to go find a winner, whether it was a head coach winner or whether it's a coordinator winner. If you go into the college ranks, I don't know exactly who you would get. People are going to sit there and say you need an offensive mind. So I know Lincoln Riley's name is going to come up. I don't think he's leaving Oklahoma. Because you look at uh, Kingsbury, he's doing okay so far in Arizona. So do you look at Lincoln Riley? I don't think he'll ever leave. And you need a guy that can really coach adults. That's kind of where Nick Saban's downfall came from. He's more for he can get the most out of 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds rather than 25-year-olds. Uh, sorry, 25-year-olds through 30-some-year-olds, which is no shame in that. I, uh, You know, there's other head coaches out there that might lose their jobs that are decent. I don't know. I would love to see Sean Payton go to Chicago. He's from Chicagoland, went to Eastern. I don't think the Saints will get rid of him. But, I mean, if they don't do well this year, do they? I mean, it's been talked about parting ways with him before. I would love to see an offensive mind like that come into Chicago. Um, you know, I'd love to see a Bill Belichick, but he's not leaving. And then the, I saw this article or a post that said that Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. And I wouldn't be totally mad about that. I know I'm going to get some flack for that. He's not a terrible coach. He did do some good things with the 49ers, and regardless of what people say, I know this year is going to be a bad year for Michigan, but he does win at Michigan. There's just certain games that he should have won that he hasn't and lost. And again, maybe he's just not – I know he did okay at Stanford, but maybe he's more for NFL than college, which there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. So I necessarily would not be mad about that. A guy that has NFL experience, college experience – and he could do something. I'm not going to sit here and say that. So that one I would not be upset about. Uh, I think that could work out, actually. So that one is a possibility. Um, again, I think my number one would be Sean Payton if somehow, some way that the Saints part ways with him or if he decides to go. Because, um, you know, Drew Brees is probably his last go around. Um, maybe they just clean house after that. I have no idea. He's done a lot for that team and the town and the state. and. So I don't know, but I'd love to see Sean Payton. I'd be okay with a Jim Harbaugh hire. I'd be okay with a coordinator from Kansas City, but we just did that with Matt Nagy and see how that worked out. Uh, So I think that would be something to avoid. We just went through that, but it's still a possibility. Um, Besides that, I'm not exactly sure who you go out and hire unless you get Lovey Smith to come back. Now with Illinois, they ain't doing so hot, but Lovey Smith did do well with the Bears, so maybe that maybe it's a reunite, maybe you bring him back. I have no idea. College, I don't I just don't see besides maybe Jim Harbaugh that you could bring in. I don't think Lincoln Riley would Lincoln Riley may just be a college coach and I I would almost hate to see Lincoln Riley give up what he has at Oklahoma. Nick Saban ain't going to come in. 
Um, I, I, I hope they don't hire the head coach for the Jets, Adam Gase or whatever. Do not bring him in. Um, yeah, I really don't know who you'd bring in. And that's kind of where people are like fire, fire, fire. And I'm like, well, who are you going to, who are you going to decide to bring in and, and what's going to happen? I don't know. Anybody tell me what you think is going to happen. Who do you think they should bring in? I'm not a hundred percent sure. And I know. Oh, well, you should have researched it. I did. I don't really know. I don't know who you could bring in unless there's some diamond in the rough that I have no idea because a lot of coaches you want, um, they're winning on winning teams right now. So you're not going to be able to get them to leave unless they part ways, I guess. I don't know. I really don't know who you could exactly bring in and... I don't know. I'm looking at the bare schedule, even for those coaches that might get fired. And I really don't know a good coach to bring in. Uh, so I think they need to really be careful about what, if they fire him. Um, and then the next one is uh, Pace, the general manager. Should he be fired? I think he, I don't know that one. I don't know. I really don't have an opinion on people say yes. I think if you need to give him another shot, I don't know because he could fire Matt Nagy and that's what gets him fired. Like, oh, you didn't give a coach enough time or this or that. If he doesn't fire him, maybe they get rid of him and say, oh, you didn't get rid of Matt Nagy, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. It depends on how the season looks the rest of the way. I think it depends on the draft for him too. Like he could fire Nagy and bring another coach in. That's fine. That happens all the time. But I think it, for his job, it depends on the draft free agency. You need some offensive linemen. If you can get a really good, decent quarterback, great. But focus on that offensive line. Then try to focus on getting some depth on defense because they're going to start getting older and it's not going to go well. Then I really think you need to look at some depth. I think we got some decent wide receivers. I think we have that. So that part, I think we're okay. I think the offense is there besides the offensive line. Um, we have some young tight ends that are decent. You have good fast wide receivers. I think we just need to be more healthy on the running back side of things. So his job, I don't know. I don't have a huge opinion on um, because it's the coach's job to coach a team that's out there. If they don't give him a good team that's out there, then the coach looks bad. But at the same time, you know, Matt Nagy, I think, is on the hot seat. So for Matt Nagy, yes, I think he's done after this year. But then the big discussion is, who do you bring in? And I, I saw this, and I don't know how true it's going to be. Maybe Jim Harbaugh. Um, I need to be correct if I'm wrong. I think he was on the Bears as a player at one point. I could be totally pulling that out of my back pocket. I have no idea. Um, you know, I'm very frustrated with my U of I football team. I'm very frustrated with Chicago Bears. It's very stagnant to watch both of them. It's very frustrating. This is where I'm kind of glad I'm a Nick Saban fan, where I can watch Alabama and at least watch something. And then from an NFL standpoint, I don't know. I like the, the Saints because of Sean Payton. And besides that, in the NFL, it's really hard to sit there and say you're a fan of another team. But the Bears, Chicago is a place that wants to do good and wants to win and should have. And, sh and it's had a lot of chances to be really good and win. And so we're very frustrated. I don't live in the city, but it's tough people and they're frustrated and especially during this lockdown times that we're in. Sports is a good way to escape. 
And when your team is struggling, when they shouldn't be struggling like this, when they're supposed to do this, when they're supposed to do that, it's very frustrating to sit there and watch, especially during this time where we're already, you know, going through a lot. So I don't know, have a lot of answers. It's very frustrating and, you know, it's hard to do these recaps. That's why I don't do them right away because it's very hard. I have to sit here and dwell on and think and read what people post. But, you know, I think if I, I... I'm going to get off like I'm going to say it. The more I say it, the more I'm starting to think about it and like it is Jim Harbaugh. I know the Michigan thing, but I know he did okay at Stanford. But maybe he's just meant for the NFL. And that's not a bad thing to find out about himself. I don't know. So that's my call or Chicago Bears talk. I guess I kind of recapped the Vikings. It's more of me being done and what needs to be done. And it's just a clown car at this point. You know, every week we see a bunch of stuff coming out of the car. And we're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened or whatever. And it's just very frustrating to watch. <sighs> very frustrating. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, please check out the rest of the podcast. Share it out. All that good stuff. And some great coaches on there. You guys want to come on, let me know. Please check out the college football recaps um, live with co-hosts Brad Miller and Coach Nathan West and myself, usually on Sundays at 10 a.m., which I go live. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Stay safe, and I'm going to see you guys on the next one. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.